0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddihy with Nissan on News Talk. Yeah, Maya Dunphy, the writer and broadcaster, is on the soapbox at six today. Uh, Maya, it's good to see you. Thanks so many for coming into studio. Uh, so you've a big event coming up in it's your a, house. It's a
1: small soapbox. Let's be clear, it's a very small soapbox in the corner of the room. It's not a big event, but it's oh, communion. It's, a, it's, it's communion a big event
0: in some people's lives. So it's not a big event in years It's though, not. It not. But the
1: reason I wanted to talk about it is um communion is May. My little mm-hmm. boy's eight. And the people who know me well, which is about two or three people, have said, they've expressed some surprise at the fact that I am going down the communion route. Oh, is that say. how they
0: describe it? Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and my son, he was baptised, but the truth is he was baptised on his first birthday in the UK because it meant a lot to my in-laws. And I didn't feel strongly enough to really upset them. So we had... Um, quite a big bash in the UK for his for his christening, um, and then I thought that'll be it. That's that old put to bed. And the school is in now. In my day, if you didn't make your first holy communion, you were the odd one out. But in his day, his class is full of <clears throat> excuse me. There's all sorts of different kids. There's Muslim kids, there's Jewish kids, there's a couple of Hindu kids. So you're no longer the odd one out. But I was thinking about it and thinking, <laughs> like, do I want to do it? Do I not want to do it? Yeah. And my my logic was and maybe some churchgoers won't agree with this, it's the idea of a sense of community. Now, my son was born in London and we moved back here. We live in an apartment block and I'm quite a loner and I don't want my son to go down the same route. I'm not sporty I, and I don't have a great community around me. I have quite a small community. Okay. And I've been lying awake and I'm thinking, how? like Irish people are all about community. Yeah. And, and there's this sort of, this kind of a few ways to build a community. One is in the literal sense of people who live near you. And in apartment living, that's kind. That's kind of rare. Yeah. And then the other one is sport, especially GAA. The GAA community is incredible, and we started off in the GAA, and he just didn't like it. He's like me; we're just, we're not sporty people, yeah. here on And I've as a community approaches the commu the community around that whole and it is a bit of a rigmarole. It's it's quite tight, and it's quite a nice atmosphere in the church and the enrollment mass. So I said, we'll dip our toe in and we'll mm-hmm. see, and we dipped our toe in and. Uh, the water was nice. Yeah.
0: So how? Yeah. How was the dip? So I mean, how? How did you experience it? You started going to mass. Was it?
1: God no do you have to go to mass.
0: Oh God, you've got to go to mass. I think you've got you get like it's like a dance card. You Wait, get you have to take off ten masses before. You see, I Union. think,
1: and I feel bad quoting this lovely man because he's no longer with us. But there was a priest in the UK called David Melly, an Irish priest in Liverpool, and he he married me, he christened my son, he became a really good friend. Yeah, and I remember saying to him, God, you must hate marrying people like me and my son's dad because we're not churchgoers. He said, Look, he said, here's the thing. He said the church has not had a great few years. Yeah, and he said, I'm really it's happy. An understatement. Yeah. No. it's not quite what he said, but he said, I'm happy for people, for good people to pick and choose what suits them once their heart's in the right place. And that's what he said. And it made perfect sense, sense to me. Now, sometimes with communions, I think the reasons are not good. They want to have a big party. And there was a friend of a friend mm. had spent 20 grand on a communion. Ah,
0: stop. 20, 20 grand, grand. 20
1: grand. There were ice cream trucks, there were caterers, there were this ubiquitous bouncy castle. 20 grand. Price of a well, not a ah, Christmas. No, yeah,
0: I mean, it's madness to come in under, over 15, I think. <laughs> <You> know, 12 <laughs> to 15. I think that's, that's right And then isn't
1: there it? was the post COVID <laughs> communions where people hadn't had a family get together for years. And a lot of people yeah. jumped on the bandwagon. They were doing emergency christenings. <laughs> they could get in the door of communion to have a party. And that's. Probably okay too. Yeah, now, we're not having any big party, but we are going to. Like, we, we sat in the church for the enrollment mass, and my son was just—he just loved, he loved the ritual of it. He loved the sense of community about it. The parish priest is lovely. He loved the fact that some of his friends were there, and each child's assigned their own pew in the church. And we sat there, and he said, "Who will be in our pew?" I said, "Who do you want to come?" And he picked out family members, and there was something really lovely about yeah. it. Yeah. So we are we are we're going to a couple of masses. It's important he understands what's happening. The issue I'm having is he's a really sensitive boy and and we're science people. And in his room, we have a geological timeline and it goes back 300 million years, which is the first virus, oh, way yeah. before dinosaurs. And we find it so exciting. And he said, well, where's God on the timeline? And I went, oh, no, this is, this is the stuff you have to answer if you're going to yeah. open this Pandora's box. So I've, you know, I've said to him, well, look, the Bible stories are beautiful guides for life, but they're not all true. And I said, oh, so is the teacher lying? And you have that to deal with as well. Mm. So I'm trying to temper it as best I can. And, you know, maybe some people listening would say that's not what can be. Either either you're all in or you're not. And but you, that's what we're doing. So you
0: mentioned, like, your son loved that, uh, the, the ritual yeah. of, of that um, enrollment mass. He did did. You, did you enjoy it?
1: I did. And I was, I was a little bit overwhelmed by it. Yeah. And the other thing that... And not,
0: not the spirituality like you enjoyed, was it just the communal experience the communal that you were all doing yeah. the same thing I together? the thing.
1: I'm somebody, I've spent most of my life working on my own. i never played sports as a kid. I have done very few things in a big group. Mm. And then when you have a child, they're, they're, he's an only child, he has no cousins. I'm so hyper aware of trying to build a community around him. Yeah. And without sport, it's quite hard to, to fill that gap. Um, the other thing that happened two years ago, my, my mum died two years ago next week, actually. And my mum wasn't religious at all. And she didn't talk about dying at all. She, she was never going anywhere. And then when she passed away, I remember my dad saying, "I, what do we do? Like, do we have a funeral in a church? Does that feel like the right thing to do?" Mm-hmm. Um, and in some ways, it didn't. But then we decided to have the funeral in the church because there, there are, there aren't that many other alternatives that come close to that sense of being in a church to celebrate someone's life. So we did, and the church was packed. People were outside, and it was a really—it okay, was the worst day of my life. But it was a, it was a. When I look back on it. Now, I'm really glad we did it yeah. in the church. And the parish priest checked in with us, even though he had not seen our faces in mass for years and years yeah. and years. But that sense of community—I think the, ch- the church, if it wants to move forward, has a place in the community.
0: Yeah, but he, like even a, an event like that, you see, you're not—you're not just sharing the experience with those people who are there on the day. It's it, like it's a cultural touchstone. You're sharing the same experience that every generation yeah. and every person in this country for the last, you know, thousand years has yeah. had. So I'd like, there's a little bit of that as well. I know there real is. religious purists would say, so that's not what it's about. Uh, but it, I think, like culturally speaking, yeah. it is a little bit about it what is. it's about.
1: And when I, I remember pitching a documentary idea to RTE about six years ago and I didn't take it any further because I wasn't sure where to go with it. There wasn't enough to it mm. about the fact that I was not going to raise my son with faith because that was my, at the beginning, I thought, no, even though he was christened, I thought, I, I don't see myself pursuing this. Mm. But then I thought, how else do you fill what you've just described? Those. It's not that there'd be a void. And I remember looking into there was. Um, it's always the Scandinavians, isn't it, who fill these these <laughs> gaps in culture and parenting. And they had. There's some guy in Denmark who has who wrote a book about how to raise a child with with compassion and humanity, but without faith. Yeah. And sometimes you think it might be easy, but it isn't always easy. And the basic tenets of every religion. I think, are decent. They're about not being awful to people. and yeah. That is, I mean, it, it gets, it gets as, you mean, as we know, it all gets messy and it gets complicated and it gets ruined by people usually. But those basic tenets are always good. And if you don't have that, what replaces it? So, you know, and I, and I know the purists will say you don't get to cherry pick, but I, a priest told me I could.
0: Yeah. He's not I here mean, to answer no, listen, for himself. But <laughs> even, and and uh, again, the kind of the purists on the other side of the debate, uh, the kind of the real secular purists or the atheists uh, m- might not like this, but even they are inheritors of a kind of a, a Christian moral compass, yeah. whether they like it or not. I mean, they are, because our, our society... It was is is kind of born of a, a Christian society and a Christian faith. So you know you can reject it all, but our moral compass is very much informed by Christianity. So it it, it is, is. It's part of the culture. Can I ask though about um, you mentioned your mother's funeral? Have you used faith or religion or God or heaven to describe death and talk about death?
1: Um, I haven't really and I found that quite difficult because I'm not sure I I believe it and I don't want to lie to my son. And I've done all those little things, you know, the rainbows and the white feathers because, you know, he was only six. He was very close to her, my little boy. So there was a rainbow that appeared and I said, that's Nana sending you a sign. I think those things are quite sweet. I remember a week after she died and this white feather floated down and literally touched my nose and I thought that's got to mean something I turned the corner and a seagull had been hit by a van <laughs> and my mum would have laughed a lot so there was a so burst so, of yeah. bloody feathers everywhere so there was nothing spiritual about that <laughs> and a lot of mess on the road and she would have got a laugh out of that but yeah it's a, it's a tricky one and I have I've always I've always lit candles for people it's such an Irish thing to light candles Yeah, and the the feeling of being in a church. When I go around, like I, when I travel around Europe, I love walking into a big empty church. Like you go yes. to Spain, and God, they do dark Gothic churches, like like nobody's business. And I'll go in, and I'll find the. Kind can't even remember the votive altar. See, I had another lingo. Yeah, another exactly. And I'll yeah. light a candle. A lot of them now are the little um, battery ones, and not the same thing. I want to strike a match and smell it and light the candle. But that just means you're taking a minute to think about somebody. And often if a friend of mine has lost someone, I would text them and say, I'm thinking of you and I'll light a candle. And they always say thank you, because it means you're taking time out of your day to stop and think. Mm. And those things are nice. And I think whatever little rituals help you through, but... Um, my son has talked a lot about heaven and saying his nan in heaven and I've always I, I, always ex- I explain to him about energy and I love the idea that energy can't be destroyed so you know it has to move around somewhere so however yeah. you want to explain that but it's um,
0: Well he'll appreciate that as you say you're both kind of the sciencey people so he'll, 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 he'll like the idea that it can't be we're created or destroyed. We're both also highly
1: sensitive yeah that's, and we, we're, we're learning about the, is it the universal block theory about the way time is essentially like a safety box and a bank and everything is somewhere. Everything from the past is somewhere. Just we can't access mm. it. So beyond that's religion. Very, that's almost a-religious one. Yes. If be, the priest is listening now in our parish, they will like, take her off the list. Yeah, get She's her off. She's not making her, her
0: communion. Um, uh, in terms of accessing or building that community kind of beyond religion, I mean, so when the communion is over, you're unlikely to Wait be a mass. Wait a second. Is it, not, is it not a
1: club? Is it not a gang? Do not, is it not a WhatsApp group?
0: The, 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 uh, God, hey, please, God, no. There no probably WhatsApp group. Is a WhatsApp group. group. Don't, go, don't get into it. <laughs> Avoid it. Um, no. I mean, what, where else could you, because you're talking about sport, so like, you're just not sporty, not everyone has to be sporty. Um But I mean, there's other ways to build a there community. Are. I mean, there's, kind of, there's drama, there's music.
1: He's, he's signed up to drama, he's quite shy, he's doing, there are lots of ways. I think it's something that I've become hyper aware of in the last few years, yeah. of the way I have lived my life and the way in Ireland we always talk about how friendly we are and what great communities we build. But I have a lot of friends who would be, I guess, new Irish, you know, and they would have come here from the UK, from further field mm. and they come here and they say there is nothing as lonely as a bank holiday weekend in London in 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 Dublin or in Ireland if you are single. Yes. I was like, what do you mean know with that? And They said well and even in London when I was in London I thought oh, London's a big lonely city but it's actually not because most people there don't have their community around them so they build one. And there's brunches and there's tennis on a Saturday and there's baby clubs
0: if you want to. It's do harder it. to break in here, like, isn't it's it? It's
1: harder to break in. And a, a friend of mine who is um, she, she's originally from Bangladesh she lived in London for a while she came here she'd been here 10 years yeah. and she said that about the bank holiday weekend and she said you know when I was single she said I'd say to people in work and work was great and there's pints on a Friday and then she said what are you doing for the weekend and they go oh no we're going to see the grandparents or no we've got dinner we're doing this and she said nobody would talk to you again until the Tuesday morning and, you know, I can see, you are, it's hard to break in. Yeah. And in, in bigger cities, sometimes it's easier to find somewhere. I sound terribly lonely, don't I? I'm, oh, not, no. actually, I'm not actually that lonely. <laughs> but even when I worked for, I worked for um, a production company for 12 years, but I worked predominantly on my own when You yeah. we weren't in production. So sometimes two months I'd be in my office and you're working on budgets and writing up scripts and you might have lunch with a colleague. But well,
0: listen, you know, to make bring it all back to religion and masking, you only need six people to carry your coffin at the end of the day, Maya. <laughs> oh, you do I have? Do you have six? Oh God. Yeah. Six people who are in my junior infants class. See I, I picked them out in on day one and said you lads will do. Strong sturdy fellas.
1: God what a depressing
0: image. <laughs> what, a de- what an awful way to I wrap never, that conversation do up. Do you
1: have six people? Do I have six? To I think I could the cobble together six.
0: Yeah well it'll be someone Definitely else's four. job. i I'm quite you light. <laughs> uh, yes. I'll
1: get a wicker coffin or a biodegradable
0: bag. Um, listen it's been a pleasure. Thanks a million for coming in. It was great fun. Uh, Maya Dunphy, writer and broadcaster the Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cottahee. With Nissan. Weekdays from four. On News Talk.